It's a Bumblecast Mini, sponsored by Wildcard 717. It's been five years since the first IDW original protagonist, i.e. Tangle, was introduced. Have a, after having five years to reflect, is there anything you would have handled differently with Tangle or Whisper? Nah. I mean, they were realized by very competent artists, and they found their place in the fandom and within the franchise very quickly. Uh... There are maybe one or two minor things here and there that could be adjusted, but I'm very happy with who they are and who they've become and how far they've gone. Me too. Even though I had nothing to do with them, I was just there, but I liked it anyway. So there. In issue 24, after it was revealed that Tangle had been infected and stayed behind, Whisper had a complete breakdown. In the following panels... She had her fangs out, looking completely feral and animalistic. How much of this side was written in the script, and how much was the artist's interpretation? If it was mostly the script, do you remember the exact description you used? Now, that was largely Adam. Adam Bryce Thomas. Uh-huh. Um, the script called for her to, you know, completely melt down, drop all of her reservations, and just explode with emotion. But Adam chose to go in that particular direction. Which was fitting, but also terrifying and very, very sad and upsetting in in a good way, you know, like like a good story. Yeah, it was not meant to be a comfortable moment. No, 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 no. Let them be expressive. Emotional damage. Let's gather seven emeralds and 50 rings and ignore the masculine I don't know how to pronounce this, actually, Ian. Do you have any idea? I'm ass- this is a scientific name for hedgehog, I assume. The Eulipotifia. Eulipotifia. Aranachidae. 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 I don't know. We tried. We tried. Eulipotifla Aranasaide? Eulipotifla. Oh, that's an L. Whoops. Eulipotifla Aranasaide. I was close. You were close enough. I was nowhere near close. Thank you, Jennifer. Yes, Jennifer. Uh, Ian, thanks you. Yeah, that's my best guess. <laughs> that's her best guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. What would each of the IDW original protagonists, Tangle, Whisper, Jewel, Bell, and Lanolin's superforms look like? I mostly just wanted to see if Kyle could say the scientific name for a hedgehog. Well, <laughs> you figured out that I cannot. Let's see. Uh, now, traditionally, superforms outside of the hedgehogs don't go gold. They just kind of become radiant and kind of white. Like they're they're so luminous that it kind of bleaches out the rest of their colors. So that's generally how they would all look, I would imagine. Uh, Tangle's tail would just stretch forever <laughs> um, around the planet Whisper multiple times. Whisper, I would almost say, don't even bother with Superform. Just give her all colors. Yeah, but then, but but I don't. Would she look as cool? Like I want to see Super uh, Whisper. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Uh, Jewel would just be like, she's already kind of bedazzling to look at. She'd be like full on glitter filter. 
Like if you have an astigmatism and you're driving down the highway at night, just ah, I can't see. Can't look. Can't even look at her. She'd just be blindingly <laughs> glowy and glittery. Belle turns into a real Nordic troll. She's a real girl. Oh no! And then what? <laughs> so when it goes away, she stops being a real girl. God, that's rude. <laughs> that's weird. I have guts. You and Lanolin, Lanolin. It's even fluffier. <laughs> like those giant poofy pigtails all become like storm clouds shooting super lightning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm into it. I'm into it. She's an she becomes an electric sheep. Yeah, there you go. Dreams <laughs> of robots. Weird. <laughs> so sheep man, basically. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Sonic Prime has some clever naming going on with their Shatter Space characters. Nine, Tails, Baton, Rouge, etc. If you could create a Shatter Space for the IDW Originals, what would you create? And what would their names be? If you don't want to speculate because Prime isn't finished yet, which Shatter Space that we have seen so far do you think they would best fit in? Well, that's the thing about the Shatter Spaces is that they are, or with any narrative that plays around with the whole multiverse thing, is you get to see all these characters in a new context. So whether it's New Yoke or it's the No Place Ocean or it's the Boskage Maze, they would go in any of them because that's the nature of the Shatterverse. It's them in these different settings with these motifs. So it's more of a question of would they all be part of the same pirate crew or would they be a different faction of the Resistance? Would they even be in the Resistance? Like, would Whisper be kind of like Rusty Rose and be a horrible cyborg enforcer for the chaos council with the wisps forcibly load into the variable wisp on that is actually a gun arm. It sounds really rad. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm, I'm here for it. That'd be cool. Also new yoke, new yoke city. I, I know it's obviously a take on New York and yoke mm. being egg, obviously, mm. but I've, I'm wondering if anybody who worked on it realized also that in Daytona USA 2 expert course is called New Joke City, the city it takes <laughs> place in. I was, so I'm like, huh, does anybody realize that or is that just me? Am I just the only one who's weird enough to know that? <laughs> mm, mm, it's probably just me, but... Mm. but that's the beauty of the Shatterverse is it's fertile ground. Mm-hmm. You know, how many Shatter spaces are there? How many simple themes can you riff on? Take your favorite character or take your personal character and toss them into that mix and boom, run with it. <laughs> well, not boom. I guess it's a prime, but yeah. I'm being accused of playing Cruising USA as a kid. Look, I still play Cruising USA now. <laughs> And Daytona USA, obviously. Different games. <laughs> Different games. Uh, issue 50 to 57 spoilers. Wow, that's long. That's a, that's a big uh, gap there. Okay, admit it. The issues following number 50 were just a bet between you and Evan to see who could out-awesome each other in the action department with the IDW original cast. Between the Whisper slash Surge Fright and Kit dropping a building on everyone... Evan had a strong performance, and then you followed it up with a one-page, four-panel, fluid action escape scene in 57 that showed off everyone's skills. Is this a friendly rivalry or a coordinated build-up? 
this is just two people who understand Sonic and what makes him cool doing our thing. <laughs> That's all you need sometimes. You've shown Tangle user tail in some very creative ray- ways. Tripwire, bracing Whisper for sniping, giving Whisper an encouraging pat on the shoulder, and that weird rollout thing in issue 57. Do you have a reservoir of weird tail ideas you keep adding to, or do the ideas just come to you as you're writing? Mostly they just come to me when I'm writing. Um, like with the breakdowns, I know what the key action of each page is going to be, but what the individual actions are when we get down to the panels is kind of done on the fly. And sometimes it's a question of, okay, this didn't pace out like I thought it would. How are we adjusting it for the page? And okay, we need a little bit more action. We need a little bit less action and Entangled's case, you know, what can she be doing? That's fun and interesting visually. And she's a brawler. She's supposed to be, you know, punching with the tail. But what else can you do with it that even if it's not a big action is at least fun or interesting to look at? Now, the cartwheel attack actually stems from me misunderstanding an animation in the mobile game, uh, Speed Battle, where one of her abilities is she has this big leaping roll. And I was misunderstanding. I thought she was grabbing the end of her tail and doing a big wheel turn when really it's just more of a regular spin dash. Like, well, I like the idea of her rolling around in a giant ring of her own tail. How else can we render that (laughs) in a cool way? It's like, well, cartwheels, you know, I've, I remember seeing kids cartwheel down the hill when I was little. I couldn't because I have zero coordination and skill, but I always wanted to roll like that to have that freedom of movement Mm -hmm. and tangle can, have that big old tail and do it so why not (laughs) i like it it's very cool it's very goofy and it's very cool because that's tangle she's goofy and cool Uh, there was something else i wanted to bring up oh she becomes a beyblade (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Beyblade tangle oh boy that's dangerous that's dangerous right there Tangle wants to use Whisper's Hover Wisp. Which of the Wisps would Tangle accidentally cause the most property damage with while using? And how would Whisper, Jewel, Bell, and Lanolin react? Well, they would all collectively react in horror and chagrin. I mean, that's kind of a given. (laughs) And they wouldn't be too surprised, though. (laughs) No, but let's see. Laser Tangle is just regular Tangle, just at higher speed. Bouncing off walls, that's normal. Mm Mm-hmm. Hover, that's so slow and gentle, she'd be, again, bouncing off walls, but not actually causing damage. Uh, Rocket? That might be dangerous. (laughs) That could be dangerous, but that's kind of her just shooting once in one direction. Uh, Spike, likewise, her rolling around as a giant serrated saw blade, potentially dangerous. Worst of all, I think, is block. And then that big hand end of her tail becomes a cudgel. And that thing has weight behind it, and it's swinging around whether she wants it to or not. And that springy tail is like a bungee cord, so it's whipping out and coming back, and she's ducking under it. And everyone's jumping away from it, and there's nothing left standing afterwards. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, so when when is this going to happen? When are you writing this in, <laughs> into an issue? well at least i know the gimmick for tangle and whisper too (laughs) also tangle would absolutely scream the colors as she got them (laughs) rocket hover block (laughs) no cube 
Sorry, I thought it was block. My bad. <laughs> oh, I know what I wanted to ask. Were you were you thinking about uh, vectors rolling animation in chaotix for tangles rolling? A little bit, a little. Because that was what I thought bit, yeah. of when like, I, I thought saw that it maybe first. Speed battle. Yeah, that's what I thought they had done in speed battle. I'm like, oh, oh that's okay. a really cool callback, and it's like, oh no, that isn't actually it. Well, oh. I know how to fix that mistake. <laughs> I can make I can make this callback myself. <laughs> I'm gonna make my own callback with blackjack. That wasn't a mistake on Hardlight's part. I'm not that arrogant. I'm just saying. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah. I. I. Okay. I know what you meant. I know what you meant. I think they'd probably know what you meant too. So, anyway, issue 57 sees Whisper and Tangle team up with Lanolin, who is technically IDW original, who appeared first in the book all the way back in issue two. What's your first thought when you were given the green light to feature her in a main story? That was actually more of a slow burn. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about implementing Landlin and who she was and what she would even do and all that was a long-term discussion uh, between me, Evan, and a bunch of other folks. And uh, there was a long meeting between me and Evan and Adam because she's kind of Adam's baby when you get down to it on what she would do and how she would be implemented and such and such. So it's less of a, like with Tangle and Whisper, it was, we have these ideas that we are going to implement here and then we will explore later and develop. Landolin was more of a, well, we have her. We should use her here. Is this good? Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess we're doing this now. All right. She was very, very different. Just, very slowly integrated into things. <laughs> she wasn't really intended to become a character in this sense, but she kind of did. No. Like in issue two, it just talks about villagers. There isn't even like species descriptions. Yeah. Yeah. She, but she really got a little bit of a fandom going on. It's grown steadily. And so there was a lot of clamoring for her to become more of a thing. Which is fun, yeah, so. which is funny <laughs> and great. I like it. And so when we actually like firmly established her, it's like, okay, let's go back and make it look like we intended this from the get-go. No, okay. There she was in issue two. There she was in these issues. See, we planned this from the get-go. This is totally <laughs> intentional. <clears throat> I, I guess that just shows how great of a character designer Adam really is. He's He's just that good. Oh, yeah, I really hope I get to work with him on something else someday. Hint, hint, wink, cough, cough. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. God, that guy's amazing. <laughs> Hashtag sheep sweep. <laughs> nice. Lanolin made the progression from background character to feature character. What were the meetings like when discussing her use and how many lamb chog play-along jokes were made? <laughs> Honestly, maybe one or two. Weren't for me. I hate lamb chop. <laughs> Fiery burning passion. <laughs> Obnoxious little sock. Ugh. I mean, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, again, it wasn't like a concentrated effort so much like Jewel or Rough and Tumble or Mimic or any of the others, which had like a dedicated push. This is who we're introducing in this story for this purpose, this was just kind of a melting pot of ideas that was slowly cultivated over time and then came to fruition. It's probably the most naturally so introduced character into 
the comic so far. Which is kind of funny. It's like, oh, okay. Here's this random villager lady. Oh, and now she's a, a pretty solid supporting character. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> this works. What is your favorite line you've written for each of the IDW original protagonists? Lanolin, Tangle, Jewel, Whisper, and Bell. What is your favorite panel that featured them? Uh, hmm. There's so many. I don't know about individual lines, but like if we're going to say moments. Mm. For me, it's Tangle's sacrifice during Metal Virus. Because she was always meant to be a fun scrapper character, and I felt like she kind of deviated more into the goofball. And one of one of the thoughts behind her sacrifice was to show that she isn't just the comedic relief. She is a fighter. She is a heroic individual, and she took it with a smile. She's, you know, inspired by Sonic in so many ways, and she's living that. She's, you know, walking his walk and talking his talk, and she went out like a champ. And that's like, that's her high bar. That is her limit. I got your limit right here moment for me <laughs> whisper she's so understated mm -hmm. that's kind of hard to pick at a particular moment because when she acts it's like oh there you go but like i don't know one of the things that first comes to mind for me is in uh the last part of neo metal sonic's revenge when they're all on the carrier going off to angel island and she's kind of off to herself and Sonic goes, I know you don't really do crowds and closed spaces, so I appreciate you tagging along. She's like, thanks. You know, just that that immediate understanding and trust and respect between the two of them is just a nice moment. Mm -hmm. It's a different side of Sonic that you don't get to see, and it kind of personifies her. Yes, she is this kind of terrifying figure with incredible powers, but she's also very vulnerable and alone in a lot of ways. So I like that. Lanolin she's too new i haven't had enough time with her yet to really say here is the particular moment or line or scene it's she's just been introduced we need to explore her more before i can say this is her moment i mean the one where she's looking over her shoulder and looks weirdly evil for some reason and factor <laughs> like, what is that about <laughs> That was that. I think that was just some kind of weird thing. That was just a creepy thing. I don't get it, but okay. <laughs> well, that's the thing too. Is like in that scene I mentioned with Sonic and Whisper, and she gives Shadow the side eye. Originally, the intention was that she just didn't like Shadow and Rouge being sketchy folks around all these virtuous people. But people said, you know, readers looked at that moment and said, "Oh, that's something. That means something." It's like, well, yeah, but. Not as much as you thought. Well, that's the general perception. Can we build on that? Can we make that a moment? And we turned that into the whole shadow androids thing. So you never know when there's a moment that gets printed and it's like, well, not really sure what the artist was going for in this particular instance, but can we make something of it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. You've introduced Tangle, Whisper, and Jewel. Evan gave us Belle, and Adam kept sneaking Lanolin into scene, scenes until she was given a speaking role. When adding new characters to an already massive cast, what steps do you take to make sure each new addition is different and distinct from the already established characters? For me, it's a question of what do they bring to the narrative? What niche do they fill? What is currently lacking in the cast that this new character can provide? 
or what is already established that this character can put into a new context. You know, can they challenge an idea? Can they uh, accentuate a character's positive or negative traits so that that character has to deal with them? Do they introduce us to a new element of the world? What do they do, large or small, that isn't already there? Yeah. I mean, that makes enough sense to me. Some characters you can play around with have a little bit more latitude compared to some of the canon characters. Makes sense. Issue 58, spoiler. In issue 58, we finally see Whisper have a breakthrough, admitting that she was pushing people away and not being a very good friend, but resolving to not let her fear rule her. How did you know that it was time for her to start to turn a corner, and was this inspired by any personal events? I've heard the same, I won't let fear rule me, stance from an Iraq war vet with PTSD. Also, flashback panel, tangle headband, whisper headband, rouge artist, or knowing smile. Please say knowing smile. (laughs) I think they mean rogue artist. A rogue artist. Hmm. That headband was not in the script, but uh, like I said, sometimes the artist adds something and uh, you just gotta run with it. Uh huh. So, not hashtag knowing smile, but hashtag approving smile, we'll say. <laughs> okay. Uh, as for the progression, I, number one, having the Diamond Cutters be the name of the team again needed to be addressed, and it would come with baggage for Whisper. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I did not want this to be the long, drawn out, unspoken drama. Between her and Tangle, because that would get real tedious real fast. So, And also, I feel like Whisper and Tangle deserve to have a more healthy relationship than that. Yeah, like, I didn't want to fall into that trap. So it was definitely something that needed to be addressed, but they're good enough friends <clears throat> that they're able to confront it and work through it without drawing it out for multiple issues. Also, we've seen Whisper's trajectory up to this point. We know that she pushes people away. We know that she has damage, and we know that she knows this. So we've explored those avenues pretty well. We could maybe dwell on it a bit more, find a new facet to it, but I don't feel like we'd be discovering anything new about it. So take it to the next step. We, we've resolved... We haven't resolved it. She even says herself she has to work on it. So it's not like her character is going to do a full 180. Yeah. But it is at least addressed. It isn't a still lingering issue. Like you can have a character confront their issue and fail to it so many times before people stop being sympathetic. You know, mm. oh no, she, you know, pushed them away again. How tragic she needs to open up and understand that they love her too. Oh no, she pushed them away again. They we she knows that they're supportive. She can meet them halfway. They'll even meet her beyond halfway. Come on, Whisper, you can do it. Oh no, she ran off again. Whisper, stop it. You know, it <laughs> it only works so many times. So it I felt like it was time to take the next step and see where things go. Put the wolf in the cage. <laughs> stop her. <laughs> uh <laughs> You and Evan seem to be able to seamlessly hand off the original characters. Any tips on working with another writer and needing to keep the characters consistent? Uh, in my case, like I don't want to speak for Evan, 
Um, she can answer this on our Tumblr or whatever. But when I was doing anything with Clutch or with Bell or anyone else, it, I went to her like directly and said, I'm not sure about this element or this is how I want to pitch something. Does that jive with your understanding of the character? Cause you know them better than I do, you know, ran some of the first few scripts I did with them by her saying, you know, do I have this right? Does this sound right to you? And, you know, she gave me notes back and I revised from there. So it's a matter of communication and it's a matter of respect. Like look at what's been created and study it, learn it, understand it, because it's not just a new character in book. It's another Sonic here in the Sonic universe. It has to be understood in the greater whole. So I tried to take that in. Hmm. Have you done anything with clutch yet? Or is this a hashtag knowing smile sort of thing? Oh, shoot. Um, <laughs> uh, um, um, uh, oh, no. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure there's a story somewhere that I'm not immediately remembering that's already been published. <clears throat> I didn't you don't really need to dwell on that more. <laughs> Does, are there any other questions? Uh... Well, actually, yeah, we got a bonus question here. I'll allow it. I'll allow a bonus question this time. This time, wild card. This time. Their last question is, how are the cats doing? They're doing all right. Thank you. <laughs> Tenebrae is almost finished with his medicine. He has been very good about it. Is it helping he him? He runs, but not like sprinting. Hmm? Is it helping him? Uh, the vet says it's kind of doing so not quite to the same degree that they wish it was so they kind of upped the application a little bit mm. which just means we'll get through it faster which i'm sure will thrill him but yeah you know, he doesn't he doesn't fight he doesn't hiss he doesn't growl but he just kind of walks away at just a fast enough clip that i can't quite catch up with him <laughs> until like he hides somewhere and then i can pull him out and he's like no and then he gets it and then he gets to treat because he's a good boy. <laughs> and Midna is still, you know, a goofball. Midna is still Midna. She is a very goofy yeah. cat. She really is. <laughs> well, if you hear any like clunking and clanking in this for another recording, that's her walking under the mic stand trying to get attention. Yes. And also to assert dominance on the mic stand because it's hers. Well, yeah, sure. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. everything in there is hers, including you. Yep. <laughs> no denial. All right. That's it. That's our last question. Thank you to Wildcard717 for sponsoring this episode. If you want a Bumblecast mini of your own, head over to patreon.com slash bumblecast, ko-fi.com slash bumblecast, or become a YouTube member. Catch you later. Bam. Another one out the door.